3: Love talk
4: radio you're listening to Parawomen' Scream radio with Amy and Beverly Para Women Radio No silly girl talk about makeup or clothes <laughs> No, these dark darlings talk about the bizarre the strange and the supernatural with other extraordinary women in the paranormal Join our chat, moderated by Shannon Overland. And now, here they are, Amy Williamson and Beverly Van Pelt, The Gothic Gourmet.
3: Good
5: evening.
3: Welcome to Terrow Woman Radio,
5: everyone. It's say. Parawoman Thursday, June fourth, two thousand and nine. We've got a great show for you tonight. Lined up, we have Michelle Tomlinson. Tomlinson, she's lock and loaded, ready to go. And we also have Joyce Day Muse, and she is locked and loaded and ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Beverly the Gothic Gourmet. And as usual, we will have Shannon Overland and the Parawoman World News. Hello, Beverly. Hi, Amy. You forgot to say I was locked and loaded and ready to go. (laughs) And Beverly, the gaffet gourmet, she's locked and loaded and ready to go.
6: Yes. I love that. And
5: love and horror. Amy, she's locked and loaded and ready to go. That's right. You got got that
4: emphasis just right. I love it. I love it. I
5: love it, too. And for those that are listening, we have our chat room open and ready to go. I uh, just click on it that. It's been quite along, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, nice. I see that we have Andy and uh, Shane from Blood and Guts Production. He said he was going to be joining us. We have a bunch of guests. And uh, Hi, Cole. Andy. Hi, Shane. Hi, mm-hmm. everybody. Hello, everybody. Hey, you know what? I have um cemented and stone Paracon in Sarnia, Canada. August yes. 7. We have
4: gone international.
5: Yes, we will be there, and uh, if you're interested in joining us, um, just go to www two thousand and nine com and it's sponsored by Robbie Thomas, and Robbie's going to be joining us again in July to kind of, you know, chit-chat and update us on what's going on with the conference. There are going to be a lot of um, big names there. Robbie's going to be there, of course, and Keith Age, who did um, Spooked, the Ghosts of Waverly. I don't know if you saw that, Waverly, but that was on MTV, and it was a fine documentary. Amazing. And uh, Patrick Burns will be there. Get to meet yep. him in person. Shannon Sylvia from Ghost Hunters International. Dave yep. um, Schrader, um, Darkness on the Edge of Town, will be there. And a bunch of He's other cool. people. He is cool. Dave is good. He him. is cool. And you be sure to tell him I said he is cool is cool. And haunted, um no not haunted. Paranormal Sarah will be there. Oh. So they're yeah. My right, Myspace friends all. I know. It's gonna be like a MySpace gathering slash paranormal slash good time for all.
4: Ooh. I wish I could go. Boo.
5: Boo. but, but you'll be time. there with me on the line. Um And and I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, and spirit and we might have um just as a little um snippet sneak peek guy was contacted by a um uh, online paranormal site that broadcasts paranormal events that's interested in broadcasting us at the Ooh. Conference. Nice. I don't have that all cemented from so the no, that's nice though.
4: We'll we'll be disclosing more about that later, huh?
5: Yes, yes. Oh, and quickly, I wanted to say June 15th, um, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> you really have East- a problem with that, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I, I do just need to say East and West. Uh is so funny. 7 p.m. East, 4 p.m. West. Um, we're going to be on Etherland Live with uh, Sammy McPherson. Yep, and Sammy that? oh, will great. probably, yeah, Sammy McPherson will probably be on the, the chat room soon. Yeah, she'll probably be joining us. And um we have some new banners. I don't know if anyone noticed, but I noticed and yeah, you uh, did. Melissa Bunch created those for us and we want to say thank you and Heather Gleason is going to be taking them to Fangoria for us and so that everyone at Fangoria will be knowing about Parawoman Radio. Yay. Hooray.
4: And also uh,
5: I want to say huh? that Amy Williamson,
4: our very own guessing psychic uh-huh. Has some of the most spectacular
5: headshots I've ever seen. Oh, I you know those were actually PR shots. I'm waiting for the oh no shots. way actually yeah those are PR shots. So the headshots haven't even appeared yet. Oh, um, real yeah they're going to be real, awesome then. No, Pharaoh Photography. She's up on my top friends um, page on my Haunted Hillsdale MySpace page, and uh, she is a phenomenal photographer and actress out of the Detroit area, and. Uh, if you're wanting headshots, I highly recommend going to her. Awesome, awesome prices, and uh, she's just a whole lot of fun. Her and her fiance Sean. She's um, seven months pregnant. So oh she's, wow. She's dealing with a little bit right now. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 2012, Beverly. We're filming the trailer. 2012, The Devil's Advocate. Yep. The trailer. What's my role?
4: <laughs> Your role is to be supportive. That's right, that's right.
5: We're filming that, um, not this weekend but next weekend, so uh there'll be more about that coming out pretty soon. Oh fun. And we're really excited and um Monique Dupree, she's um a B scream queen actress she's going to be joining the cast and we're really excited about that and finally i wanted to say happy birthday to ian on saturday oh
4: ian's birthday oh how
5: nice
4: happy birthday ian
5: happy birthday ian hooray we love birthdays yeah i don't so much i just like the presents and stuff but i don't like getting older point if i could just like you know slide around that
4: oh my gosh you're too funny
5: you know, I do see that Michelle Tomlinson. Tom, why Tomlinson? You can't. It's like saying Pacific for you. Linson, yeah, specific. You're see, Tomlinson, yeah, Pacific. Yeah, that is okay. Genre. <laughs> that's another one that's hard for me to say. You're but definitely. Michelle Tomlinson is on the line, and awesome. uh, let's go ahead and read her bio and bring her on. Michelle Tomlinson is the winner. You know how I say that now? If I stretch out my lip, my mouth, I can say Tomlinson.
4: So what you're saying is you have to have a bigger mouth?
5: I have to, like, put my mouth in, like, almost a smile, and then I can say Tomlinson. Oh,
4: come on. That's not that hard for you.
5: <laughs> you don't know me. <laughs> Michelle Tomlinson. No, you do know yes, I me. Do, I, I do, like, have trouble with words. We all know this. <laughs> this is so cute. Michelle Tomlinson is the winner of the 2007 Shriekfest Film Festival Pretty Scary One to Watch award michelle tomlinson is receiving rave reviews and the three separate featured films currently captivating audience throughout the film festival circuit tomlinson earned the pretty scary award for her work in the cellar door a horror and psychological thriller that is airing its earning its own recognition for improving upon the girl trapped by a serial killer storyline the award is sponsored by the online magazine which we love and adore pretty scary and we have our um our message boards over on her site, on Heidi Martinez's site, for and by women in horror, which called Tomlinson, Tomlinson's performance <laughs> groundbreaking. The online magazine Scream TV said, Miss Tomlinson. Of course it's all Tomlinson. Oh,
4: too funny. I'm going to be, like, dreaming Tomlinson. <laughs> you know Linson. what you have to do is you just say, the audience doesn't know it says Tomlinson, so I'll just change it to Michelle.
5: Yeah, well I should have done that before. I but I just took her bio and cut and pasted it story. and um I should have just like said Tomlinson all day long and then, you know, like someone said, How how are you doing today? Tomlinson. <laughs> Would you like uh to supersize that? Tomlinson.
4: <laughs> and Michelle is on the line thinking, Huh, I've never had so many people with so many problems with my name before
5: I, yeah. Okay. Michelle is fascinating to watch in this role. Her strong performance as the heroine Rudy is one of the most exciting in recent memory. Michelle also stars in the Kevin Witchboard directed, humorous, high concept horror film, Brain Dead. Brain Dead recently was honored with the Best B Movie Award at the Shocker Fest Film Festival and has picked up nominations and awards for visual effects, makeup, screenplay, and Best Horror Feature at a number of other films festival. So let's go ahead and bring Michelle on and uh, she can make fun of me for not being able to say her last name. <laughs> Good times. Welcome to Parawoman Radio. Michelle, I'm Amy and with me I have Beverly. Tomlinson. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
5: Supersize
4: it. Tomlinson. Tomlinson.
5: I think that was my favorite. That
6: was hysterical.
4: <laughs> I don't know if you guys
6: could hear me but I was laughing my ass off over oh,
4: here. It is just. She she cracked me up too, so no well, worries. Oh
6: Yeah, I would hope so. I mean she's got an awesome personality. So it's not like it's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> and see now
5: everybody's like not even here.
4: <laughs> but now everybody in the audience is gonna know your name and they're gonna be practicing it and they're gonna go to McDonald's and they're gonna say Tomlinson. And then is, pretty yeah, soon McDonald's pretty will nice have set. to have a menu item for you.
6: From your lips to God's ears, I'm telling you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh my goodness. How I are you doing? It.
6: I am fantastic at 4.05 Pacific Standard Time. Yes, How are you
4: girl Pacific doing? Time rules, Pacific Time. Yes, time. See, I keep telling Amy, see, Michelle, I'm in Monterey, California. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, you you know, I know it's easy for you guys to do the Eastern Time because that's your time, but then we on the West Coast don't always, you know, get that. So you got to actually say Pacific Time, you know. You can't do it.
3: You can't do it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I uh, we have to I say, have so Go to McDonald's it, and say like
4: specific Combranson, and we'll be like, no, <laughs> it's specific." <laughs> <laughs>
6: yeah, that was a
4: crack up, but it's all good. You
6: know, yeah. It, it happens.
4: And we and we love uh, the West Coast, so we need to honor it, too, even though we have kind of a crisis in our budget, but whatever.
5: Uh, really, I have been, been honoring specific? it. I do feel like I've been honoring it lately. I'm I feel like you I've, I've opened up my world and I've allowed the West Coast to enter into it. I'm not ready for Yay. Mountain Central, but I have opened up to the Pacific Standard Well, we, have, we had that conversation last week
4: because we figured that the people in the middle of the country are smarter than we are.
5: Yeah, they can just figure it out.
4: They can figure it out. It's people on the East Coast and the West Coast that can't do that, so... Well, I think it's because – You know, you
6: sit there and go, how long – how much ahead are you? Three hours? Three hours, right? Okay, so it's 11 here and then 12, 1, 2 – oh, my God, it's 2 o'clock in New York right now. You know, it's (laughs) – (laughs) yeah. People are a little pathetic with the time
4: zone. (laughs) See, I mean, I'm not the only one that says that, right? No, no, (laughs) no. So you're down in Hollywood, right? Pardon? You're down in Hollywood, right? Yes.
6: Yeah, and I love Monterey it's holiday, by the way. That's it. one of my favorite towns in Northern Cali. It is gorgeous up there, and the people are so cool.
4: Yeah, no, we're very known for having the friendliest people in California, right here in Monterey Peninsula. So, yeah, thank you I for saying that. that. Oh, absolutely. I've <laughs> really in a couple of times. It's gorgeous. Really is
5: rad in her own words. She <laughs> I am.
4: Music. Hey, wait a minute. She's making fun of my '80s lingo. He even uh, called me a valley girl one time. What's that? Oh my like, god! Oh my god! I have no idea. Like, like oh my no? god! I'm serious. Like, <laughs> wow. I keep telling her, totally, you can't say stuff like that on the radio. You know.
5: Shale, <laughs> tell us about the cellar door.
6: Oh, the cellar door. We like to call the that door. a fun, family-friendly film. Ooh. Um, oh yes, indeed. um bump. Who's family? I mean, well, the Mansons were a family, weren't they? Can you, you give our
5: audience a um, little synopsis of the cellar door? Absolutely. So they know what it, we're talking about.
6: The way I looked at it when I first read the script was if you were to take Silence of the Lambs and stretch out what it was like for the captor and the captive to have a relationship, then you'd kind of have the cellar door.
7: Ah. It's
6: um, it, this, this man... To, he, uh Herman t- likes to basically kidnap women, and he's looking for, like, the perfect woman and takes all these crazy samples from them, like uh, blood samples, bodily function samples, yada, yada, and is trying to find the perfect, most acquiescing woman that he can possibly find. And uh, unfortunately, I think they just keep dying on him, and then he kind of meets his, his equal in several areas, and that would be my character, Rudy.
3: Mm. And uh, All
6: that ensues between that. It's, it, there's some really great little gnarly parts in it that are, that are kind of gross. That I actually got a phone call from somebody after he watched um, that there's a chocolate cake scene. And um, he essentially licks chocolate cake off my fingers through a tiny little hole slot thingy in my cage. And uh, it's really kind of, if you watch him do it, he looks like he's enjoying the hell out of himself. And I'm allowing it to happen. And I got oh. a phone call from a friend of mine who saw just that he watched up to that part, paused it and called me and screamed at me for allowing it to happen. <gasps> I that you are so dis I got to the phone, you are so disgusting. Oh my god, what the hell is wrong with you?
4: Oh my gosh. That's like, too funny. um,
6: what did I do recently to get that comment? <laughs> that yeah. turned out that he was <laughs> because he filmed it how
4: long ago, you know. <laughs> you know what have I done lately? With <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
6: <laughs> But, yeah, it's it's a fun film. It's um it's very character-driven, which is a little abnormal for most horror films. Yeah, it is.
5: So Were you was- in that little box almost the whole film?
6: Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was. It, was, it oh. was funny. It was, like, smaller than a uh, shower stall at Bally's, you know, like a gym or something. It was smaller uh, than
8: that. It wow, was a little, little
6: thing. But it was cool because it really... As an actor, you, like, have to submerge yourself into the circumstances of your character as fully as possible. So with that one, it was kind of almost a no-brainer because I'm stuck in a little box.
4: So how was that for you? I mean, like, was, did that trip you out? Did that, like, give you nightmares at night?
6: Oh, God. This, that, yeah.
4: Yeah, I mean, it I, would, wasn't it? a
6: lot of completely wackadoodle dreams. Um,
4: yeah, you would have to. Time. Yeah, it
6: was it was intense because... And I came, like, at the very end of it, I realized that we all build our own boxes. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, totally. You know, everybody yeah. builds their own box that they find themselves trapped in for one reason or another, be it, like, abusive relationship or a shitty job or, you know, whatever. Totally. And um, like it's like, like, how do you break out of your own personal box? Like, my noodle went all over the place when I was shooting that film because it was just so intense to be um, in that small little space for, you know, 12 hours
4: a day. So did you film 12 hours a day? Yeah, Oh, awesome. yeah, we,
6: we only went over twice. I think one of the times we went over was only by like 14 minutes.
5: Oh, thought, tell, uh, you that's tell. That, hmm? How did you manage that,
3: though?
5: Hmm. But how did you film? That's a typical um, shoot. Hour, yeah, like. that's an Yeah, easy, but yeah.
6: that's like a not overtime, not killing yourself shoot of yeah. 12 hours.
4: Yeah, but I mean, like, like I hear a lot about 14, 16. Yeah. You know, 18-hour days. So I'm like, all amazed you guys did it in 12.
6: Yeah, yeah. It was it was great. It was um, Matt Zattel was a first his first AD (gasps) by nature, and this was it's not the first film he directed. It's definitely one of the first films he directed. And uh, since he lived in AD world of having people on track on schedule, schedule, schedule,
1: schedule. schedule. And it was
6: like bam, bity, bam. We just we hit it. We got out. We hit it. We got out.
4: That's awesome. I can't believe it.
5: We have a question from the chat room. Is uh, The Cellar Door available on Netflix? Yes, it is. Oh. Ooh. It's available
4: all over the
6: place. I know a lot of blockbuster stores carried it, and there's like a, uh, I think, 2020 and, and Rocket Video, and, yeah, there's it's it's everywhere.
4: Ooh, I better on get November. on my Netflix list.
6: Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fun little family film, really. <laughs> wow. Has it been on the sci-fi channel? No, not yet. I think there, uh, our new, we have a new distributor that is um, working on. I think all the HBO and hoo-ha things, you know, oh, wow. all
3: the
5: stuff. Oh, so, oh, you know what? I hope it's on the horror channel. That would be great. Or the, would fear, be awesome. or the fear, or the fear You get that too. Or chill. I do. There's also, also which I, think I don't get cool. chill. I get fear, fear not. fear not. I'm gonna pray for fear not. Not. All right, I dig it. <laughs> Works for me, Chief. Pray. Hey, go Bang. ahead.
6: Pray for her.
5: <laughs> Pray in for not. Not. Yeah, it's on Fairnet, yeah. I started thinking that maybe I was wrong. <laughs> it is fear not, I guess.
3: <laughs> okay, if
5: I get that Michelle, well. you've also done a recent movie, um, Brain Dead, or was Brain Dead before The Cellar Door? It was after, oh, right? I wrapped shooting Brain Dead. I
6: think a week before I started shooting The Cellar Door. Before.
5: Oh wow. Yeah.
6: yeah. Tell us about
5: Brain Red. Dead.
6: Oh my God, it is such a fun film. Kevin Tenney rocks the house. Um, it was. It's. It's your. It's a zombie flick, but it's also got a lot of comedy. So it's kind of a, a little bit like Army of Darkness as far oh, as the the love humor that's in it. And uh, it's it's a group effort of like you know that's the six I think six people that are trapped in a cabin, and uh, the brain-eating zombies are all over the place. And it is a romp. It is fun. It is sassy. It's gotten great reviews. It's, um, I think, about to make its second, re-re- or another re-release or something like that in theaters pretty much everywhere but L.A., New York.
3: <laughs> it was
6: it played all over the Midwest, like I know Kentucky and Illinois and, and Texas and what have you. Um, but Kevin Tenney was who directed Witchboard and Witch Trap from the 80s. No, one of those fabulous, iconic that here, horror not. film directors, <laughs> and he's just, he's awesome.
5: Now, fun and, and, does that mean it's kind of like Shaun of the Dead kind of fun and rompy, or? It's not um, quite as rompy as Shaun of the Dead. It's, it's not quite there. It's—it's it's But, really but it's got that Bruce
4: Campbell feel.
6: It does. It absolutely does. Oh, I, I love Bruce
4: Campbell. Like,
6: I know. He's it. Like, it's a, it's a, he's a, a god. To yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm all sorry. That, did I say that out loud? You, <laughs> loud? You, did. You, did. you did. You did. You had all
6: those long-ass scenes completely alone. I mean, talk about letting your imagination take over. Like, I mean, bam, go.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, he um, he's one of the tops. And if you ever meet him in person, he's just super cool. But, oh, uh, you know, whenever that's somebody that's right. mentions, you know, Army of Darkness or, you know, whatever, any of those films, you know, then it really just goes straight to that type of humor because it's very yeah. iconic.
6: It absolutely is. I mean, I think that was, yeah, that's the first and only really of its kind is absolutely original.
4: Right. But so when you said that, then it really, it, it brought kind of the whole feel of Brain Dead to me. Like, like now I have yeah. to put that on my list, you know, like, I have to see this movie.
6: Oh, absolutely. You should. It's 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 a wild ride. It's got a lot of good effects in it, lots of guts, lots of gore. I die somewhere like around page 82, and I won't tell you how, but oh. sister, let me tell you, it is unique. I guess oh. you have never seen a movie test the way my character oh. Hey,
4: that's quite late to die. <laughs>
6: I, right? And I made it pretty damn far. <laughs> and, and you're a woman,
4: so I mean...
6: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
7: my gosh.
3: But yeah, that's
6: it's it's a great flick. I actually just saw Kevin last night because there was a double feature showing of his original eighties films 80 films, uh, Witchboard and Witch Trap oh. at Beverly Cinema, which was just fabulous. Oh yeah. It's amazing how different the effects are between now and then.
5: Yeah. It is amazing. And you know, just for the record, Witchboard has been on Fear Not. Has just, it? Yeah, so I bet your brain yeah. dead will make it. <laughs> I'm I willing to know, bet. And maybe that'll
6: open the door for cellar door as well.
4: There you go. Yeah. I want to or remind it. our audience I want to remind our audience that we're listening to you are listening to I'm listening to it too, but we're all listening to <laughs> Women Radio on Blog Talk. And our guest is Michelle Tomlinson from The Cellar Door. And we have the guesting psychic, haunted Amy Williamson, and I am Beverly the Gossy Gourmet. <laughs>
6: Yay. Oh, Love that title.
4: Oh okay. What's your look, like
6: gothic gourmet.
4: Yes, ma'am.
5: How did
6: you I want to know how you acquired Gothic
5: Gourmet? Oh She's actually well. Beverly the Gothic sick kick.
4: because <laughs> well, Amy is the guessing psychic, I'm the gothic sick kick. But um Um No, actually, Michelle, what happened was um I was in college and I went through this big situation and I wanted to thank a bunch of friends. For kind of sticking with me, so I threw this midnight dinner party, and it had, like, seven courses and all this stuff, and I, did you make these courses? Did you, did you? Yeah, I like, was, like, I did everything, and, damn. and, and what happened was that I was in the kitchen, like, sweating, slaving, you know, dressed in, like, black fur and all this stuff, and, you know, and everybody was having a great time in the other room, <laughs> Like, I <laughs> and the, and, yeah, exactly. So, I'm rushing food out. No, I'm you know trying to get everything at the same time. Blah blah. And my friend said, "Wow, you're just like a gothic gourmet, aren't you?" And everyone turned yeah. and looked at me, and it was like, It's has gone." There it is. There it is. And and really, it was just something that I decided to own because it really, it really, you know, even though I'm not a chef and I've never claimed to be a chef, it was kind of the crystallization of what I wanted in my life. And so I went out and took gourmet cooking classes and, you know, blah, blah. And, and the rest of oh, history. i coming over
6: for dinner tonight. Where are you <laughs>
4: <laughs> But just since you asked, it's always nice to give the audience a refresher on that point. <laughs> yeah, no,
6: absolutely. I think that's a really cool. That's a great way to get a nickname, though, really. I
4: know. And that's what it is. It's really a nickname and, and kind of a nice title to have. So I have to concur. So do you, So do you cook? Um, you know, a little bit. A little
6: bit? I do. I mean, I haven't cooked in a long time, and I've just recently started to re-try to find that in myself. And I've discovered it's like anything else. If you go a long
4: time without doing
6: it, you get rusty.
4: You do? Yeah. No, it's really true. Yeah. And, you Um, know, and and I'm glad you mentioned that because it's something that people forget. Like, you know, it is like riding a bike. You'll, You'll be able to do it.
6: Yeah. But it may not be something I mean. that
4: you do well for a while because I'm it's takes practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. God forbid
6: I try to make a cake anytime soon. I'd probably burn the whole damn house down.
4: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, we all have to eat. Yes. So, I mean, there are some skills there. You will survive. <laughs> oh, absolutely.
6: I'm awesome at making my protein shakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, the whole together daily. <laughs> I love it.
5: Oh, my God. <laughs> Right on. So, Michelle, you know another guest that we had on, Miss um, Vampy, Brooke Lewis. Do you know my homegirl, Brooke Lewis? Oh, yeah. She has been on the show, and we noticed, we were like, you want to, you know, we, our guests kind of, we kind of discuss little talking points before they come on, so, you know, the show is kind of put together. And, oh. and her, um Michelle's talking points was Brooke Lewis, and we're like,
4: we're hmm. like, like light bulb goes off?
5: Oh, yeah. Like, no,
6: hey,
3: did know, I like, hey, New fantastic.
6: That's why I missed it. Her show was
4: a couple weeks ago, right? It was like three uh, weeks ago. Two or three two weeks, ago. weeks ago. Yeah,
6: that's when I was in New Mexico because I got the email and I was like, I am in the middle of New Mexico driving. There's no way I'm going to be able to hear that.
4: Oh, too funny. Yeah. It's no, in the archive though, if you want to listen. Yeah, I do. It will Please. be in an archives and so will your show.
6: Oh, kick ass.
4: Woohoo! So share it with everybody. Um, we like you to see that for
6: prosperity's sake.
4: That's right. Yeah. Is
6: it and also,
4: we want you to, to promote us to everybody because we want to get picked up by a network.
6: <laughs> that's, yes, hell yes. Do you guys do, do you have banners for your website, by the way? Yeah. The oh, my gosh.
4: Melissa yeah, Bunch we... created some beautiful banners. We'll shoot them out to you.
6: Perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah. And uh, my, I have a really good friend of mine, Kimberly Amato, who is amazing. I don't know if you guys have seen Under the Raven's Wing yet. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, if you haven't, I would definitely try to order that DVD. She's starring role in it. She plays Raven, and uh, all I have to say is that she has got an intensity about her that I think a lot of A-listers are lacking.
3: She's, really? She's
6: amazing. She's talented. She writes. She produces. She directs. She um, has also wrote and produced a, a pilot called um, I think it's called Party Girl that uh, she also acted in and that chick's got it going on but she's also my web designer
4: oh nice
6: yeah yeah she whipped out my i gave her total freedom and said you know what do whatever you want with my website because i'm not creative in that area that's not an area i'm I'm remotely good in and your website really suits you it does it's perfect for me that's her
3: Wow! She did it. And there, if really you want, out. if you're
5: listening and you want to head over to her website, it's just Michelle uh, Tomlinson dot net, and that's <laughs> T O M L I N S O N. You're too funny! Oh my God! The standard
6: Michelle. But <laughs> <laughs> so how did you guys have a good time with Miss Brooke Lewis? Isn't oh, she's oh, so yeah, she so funny? Oh Oh yes, even
5: Vampy. Yeah, Miss Vampy
6: joined us. Oh, <laughs> oh so it was Miss Vampy that joined you? No way! Well, are
4: both. Both. Oh, perfect. It was, it was a good show. Perfect.
5: This yeah, is a I great show too.
4: Archives. Pardon? This is a great show with you too. Oh, well, good. Thank you. I'm yeah. yeah. having a yeah. good
5: time. We actually have someone on the line that wants to, to speak with you. Indeed. Uh, yikes. Yes. Is Singing your praise. Hello, Andy. Hi, Hello. Andy.
6: Andy Hi, Rosen Bob. in the house.
8: How's how everybody doing?
4: Good. How
8: are you, honey? Very good, very good. Yeah, I'm, I actually met Michelle through our show, HMF India. coincidentally Bur Burke Lewis so hooked us up with that interview too with her and James Dumont
6: and Yep. Oh. And,
8: and before having Michelle and James on I i um downloaded the the, the, the movie Cellador from Amazon. I think they've got it on Amazon Unbox has it. And absolutely fell in love with Rudy. Well oh. okay, Michelle. I mean, what a phenom that that is like I'm like I'm a really, really big fan of what I call uh, they, they were they were once upon a time they were referred to as torture porns and they still are and I I hate that yeah. term torture porn I refer to them as art films.
6: you said that in the last thing I was I talked to you guys <laughs> and I can't remember what the art something rape and torture of rape and torture abduction rape and torture
8: yeah abduction rape and torture and uh and 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 the Cellador is 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 like my favorite abduction uh, abduction rape and torture film it, it's just it's it's fantastic uh you know Rudy is Rudy is 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 just, I mean, like like Michelle said, it's so character driven from beginning to end, and and uh, you know, like the, the character of Herman pretty well gets what's coming to him. But I mean, it's just you kind of actually almost feel bad for for Hermie, for for Hermie, but you know, ultimately, oh. you know, ultimately, but
4: ultimately it doesn't,
6: it doesn't happen, happen, huh?
8: Ultimately it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, ultimately, I mean, what Michelle comes
6: around matter. goes around. Yeah. Now,
8: ah, yeah, you're kind you kind of. You get a see Michelle I in get dress, to
3: in blood.
0: Ooh. Andy,
6: I adore you. I swear, man, you are the bomb, diggity. You are the the promoter of all promoters. <laughs> he, <laughs> he
5: is. He really he's is. He's he he the one. He is the one that told me about you. He's. He told me about Brooke. There's another actress. Um, a young actress. What? What's her name? Andy?
8: I'm... Oh, she's actually. You're thinking of Emily Higgins? So yeah. She's a, a writer, director, producer, cinematographer. Etc. So on and so forth. At the age of 12, for a film called Pathogen. Oh
3: my gosh. Yeah. Wow.
8: yeah, I mean the, 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 wow. this young lady at the age of 11 wrote Pathogen, and it's a, it's a zombie film. It's a very standard formula zombie film. But she wrote it at 11, filmed it at 12 with a bunch of friends of hers from high school. Mom and dad kicked in some, you know, kicked in some 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 money here and there for you know for 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 some minor effects and stuff. But um, it's available. Pathogen is available online at cheesynuggets.com.
6: <laughs> um, com I want at 12 years old. That's astounding.
8: Yeah. That is. Uh, well, I, I watched the film and I'm like, I mean, I'm blown away because she's 12 years old. Yeah. Coincidentally, you guys got to get her on your show because she's doing her next film, which is completed principal and is in post now, and she expects to have it on the shiny here in, in uh, sometime this month. Um, is is called the retelling, and the retelling is a ghost story.
4: Wow. Ooh. She's like a little film really prodigy, 12 years old. Hell. Yeah, how did she get on the radar that way?
5: 12
6: years old, I was like making out boys behind school.
5: Oh, my God. <laughs> Tom Linson, yeah. you're so she's, funny. She's,
8: uh, yeah, she's, she's, I think she's 16 now. We, we interviewed her uh, on, on Parrish's show um, a couple weeks ago, and she's a fantastic interview. She's just so incredibly intelligent and articulate, and she knows where she's going in life. And I'm really? sitting there the whole oh. time holding a because at the age of 16, I didn't know where I was going tomorrow, much less in life. Oh, no. Uh-uh. Hey, Andy, Gal. we're going to get our own.
4: Andy, do you know if she was in um, Filmmaker Magazine recently?
8: You know what? She may have been. There's, I uh, think
4: now that you said 16 years old, I think I saw her article in Filmmaker Magazine.
8: Yeah, someone someone did a document. Hello?
4: Hello.
6: Who did we lose and how? Hmm. I,
4: we just Andy lost Andy. We us. lost Andy. Oh. Lost oh, Andy. And we do have another, about oh, yeah,
5: we have another caller. Yeah. Good. We do have another caller, so let's see who else wants to speak. To. Miss Michelle. Ah. Welcome to ParaWoman Radio. Caller area code 310. Hello. Hello. Hello.
0: I don't know who
5: this is.
6: Who is it? I call him
0: Michelle.
6: Kevin Tinney.
5: <laughs> it's Kevin oh, Tinney,
4: Be famous.
5: Kevin horror director. I said it, Look, it was what? going to be a star-filled night. We've got Michelle, and now we've got Kevin. We have oh, my Vinney.
0: God. And let me tell you, don't let Michelle give you a you know, grief about mispronouncing her name. Ask her to pronounce an- anem- anem- anemone. <laughs> <laughs> no, you anemone.
6: an anomaly and I practiced An anomaly. This was a big joke on set. I could not say
4: an
0: anomaly.
6: an anomaly. <laughs> I, I could not say an anomaly. <laughs> like I did say to... anomaly oh. by itself. But trying to say an anomaly was so hard I seriously practiced it for days just so I could not ever give a hard time get a hard oh. time for not being able to say it.
0: You are so cute. <laughs> you need to practice and practice to say an anomaly. It's an anomaly. Oh, how cute.
6: <laughs> I love you, Kevin. Thank you so much for making that public consumption. Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I, that oh,
5: thank you, Kevin. Now? I know it's so ridiculous now. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty, I think that's pretty
0: good considering English is their second language. Yeah. <laughs> Smart Alec. <laughs>
6: Kevin, did you have fun last night with your movies? Yeah,
0: yeah. Did you?
6: I had a blast.
0: It yeah, was it was awesome. a fun time. Yeah. Oh my
1: gosh. You know,
0: I I, I really I'm enjoying this interview because I I it, you know I did not realize you were a twelve year old slut, so <gasps> that's nice to know.
3: Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> you are making out
0: with the boys in the back at twelve years old.
6: Well, yeah. Uh-oh. What else do you do the when you're 12 shit. years old? If your hormones start going. I mean, things get a little crazy. You start having questions. What do those lips look like? Oh, I,
0: I wish I knew you when I was 12.
5: Oh <laughs> man!
6: <laughs> if you weren't making out behind the school, Kev. Come on, dude. Yeah. I feel yeah, like I, I wish I had like some
5: porno I
0: wasn't, I wasn't, in I wasn't the background. I wasn't, I wasn't making oh. out behind the school till I. I wasn't making out behind the school till I was 30.
2: Oh, man. Oh, Which
4: explains <laughs> so much. It explains so much. Not, not that now.
6: late of a bloomer. I know you too well, dear. <laughs> I got, I got but but
4: he was you. making I, out behind the school with the kids. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. umbers. <laughs>
0: yeah, just just last week. Um, oh,
3: dang. dang.
0: Michelle, yes. I saw the cellar door. And I don't understand what the big deal is, because that's just a typical Saturday night date for me. So That's what
6: I heard about you.
0: <laughs> you know, doesn't everyone keep his uh, blind dates in a box? That's oh. <laughs> why I don't
6: go on blind dates, Kev.
0: Too ah.
6: <laughs> not anymore, at
0: least.
5: Yeah, not anymore. <laughs> yeah. I learned and my lesson.
0: Not since that and Incident.
5: Kevin, we have a um question from the chat room. Andy wants no and Andy did explain that his phone went to busy for some reason, but he wants to uh, oh, no, know about your reviews in the local media papers for brain dead.
6: Oh nice. I'm so glad Kevin's on the phone because I don't remember which town it was exactly. Um Kevin, what Oh, I'm
0: not I'm not sure I do either. I think it they were I think one was in Oh geez, I think one was in Kentucky and one yeah was, one was definitely Mid- in Kentucky. yeah it was a couple of midwestern uh, local papers who just gave us like in- amazing reviews. One guy reviewed us along with the Nicolas Cage film uh, oh and and the uh, last year's uh, nominee for best uh, uh, for Oscar nominee for best foreign film and uh, which was a like a Yugoslavian film or something. And he, and he said how he was amazed that the local multiplex was showing that film and Braindead, which was this low-budget horror film, and he said he wasn't sure which one he was more glad that they were showing. So I yeah. thought that was nice that we got you know we got favorably reviewed next to a, uh, a an Academy Award-nominated foreign film. And then he said that for the budget of, the Cage film, you could probably make about 5,000 of our films.
3: Uh, <laughs> yeah. And do be it better.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And he said he would be perfectly okay with that trade-off.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Which
0: wow. was, but it was nice. It was nice because usually when you get great reviews, it's from, it's from shows like yours that are actually into the genre to get to local papers that, review all the films for their area, saying those kind of things was really amazing. It was a
6: huge honor. It really was a huge, well, huge honor.
4: And, you know, some for some reason, right in that kind of strip through the, the middle of America all the way up into um, Ohio and into Michigan, it's just a huge, huge horror community. It is. It's yeah, like to met that. Yeah. Have you noticed yeah. that? I mean, do you guys get a chance to travel around and, and see that or, or No, but I get emails
0: from the area. I went to a lot I went to a lot of festivals with the film, so and a lot of the festivals that really enjoyed it were uh uh the uh Fight Night Film Fest in Yeah. Uh, in
4: um in like Tennessee and, and yeah, Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, in and... Kentucky.
0: It was in Kentucky, it was in Kentucky and then I went to one in uh the B movie Marathon and uh Illinois or something, I mean, I yeah. all over the place. But we also did really well. We we won Best Picture at a film festival in Australia. So oh, really did like, you really? That yeah. Congratulations. Horror there too. Well, you know what? They've got that crazy horror, horror. horror over there. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah. 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 They like Peter Jackson stuff. Though. Yeah. I mean like
4: like, really I mean, like like really, really six minutes. Right
0: yeah. 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 That's oh. exactly what we are. We're all it's a it's a it's a, it's a out. Outright comedy with a lot of blood, gore, and gratuitous nudity.
4: Yeah. So, so. I love that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that and mean, I say that know? because I love films like Feast and, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, yeah, exactly. it exactly. says it all, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. With old school, you know, hardcore uh, makeup effects, heads yeah. together, getting split open and punched Did holes. you guys
5: use makeup effects? And
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it won.
5: Didn't it win the award for special effects?
0: Yeah, actually we won we so uh we just finished going to all the festivals and we're now playing in theaters in the Midwest and we ended up winning best picture at five different festivals and best uh makeup effects at five different festivals. Oh, good. Yeah, because okay. makeup effects are different than special effects. Yeah. Right.
5: Kevin,
4: There's where did you get know.
5: the where, where was the inspiration for Brain Dad and um when you and how did you choose Michelle for the the role that she played?
0: Well, uh, we just wanted. Uh, I just started my own company with my partner, a guy named Greg McKay, and we wanted our first film to just be really entertaining, something that was really fun and funny. And a friend of mine from film school had written this script, and I really liked it. So when we when we put the company together, we uh, we bought the script and uh, produced it, and I directed it.
4: Wow!
3: And
0: uh, we started casting, and Michelle. It's funny, Michelle came in to read for this character. Um, And she was the first girl to read for the part and she was perfect and we probably read another 60 or 70 people But after she had read basically, it was always
4: it was over already wasn't
2: it?
0: Yeah, I mean basically usually you pick like your five or six that you think are really good and you're going to have callbacks And in this case it was just if the girl came in and she wasn't as good as Michelle. It was like well What's the point right? Michelle um, Michelle, was that a, is such a point. huge
4: compliment. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think I did <laughs> so like that. We
0: had, oh. no for anybody. we had no callbacks for anybody because Michelle came in first, read first. and um, we It was her.
4: love at first sight. And then it
0: was just the only time we actually did read one other girl late in the casting because we had pushed back the shoot and we were afraid. Michelle had another commitment and might have to bail out of the film. So at that point we started. We brought couple of girls back just so we'd have a second choice lined up in case Michelle couldn't do it but oh, other than that god, I was that able was, to know. yeah um, yeah me too you know because you ended up doing a great job for us
4: and look and we're promoting the heck out of it
0: absolutely absolutely well, you know, we, we are whores and we have no problem admitting that <laughs> <laughs> welcome,
6: Evan. my god
0: yeah <laughs> my I'm, god. I'm, I'm, what do you call what
5: like we're oh my laughing. god, yeah. <laughs> So we're running up on the end of, and of course my cat's making weird noises. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, we're coming up on the end of the interview, and Michelle, can you give out your website? Absolutely, it's simply
6: michelletomlinson.net. And Tomlinson, in case. You don't know is spelled T O M L I N S O N, or you can just supervise
3: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I was going to say that. Oh, you took my line. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry, Michelle.
0: <Yeah. laughs> just, like just like it sounds. What do you know? <laughs>
3: know.
0: You'd be well, surprised
6: at how many people misspell it. But we had—I don't know if you heard it, Kevin—but the uh, the girls had a good time with my my last name at the very top. Well, that's why.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I told them that. Uh, that's why I told them that you know before they let you give grief. Uh, that you were having a hard time with an anomaly. So an anomaly. Hard to <laughs> hard, you, know,
6: baby. You, you can
0: really throw stones because you're living in a big glass house. <laughs>
5: Kevin, do you want to give out your website?
0: Uh, yeah, but you have to, you know, you have to pay a fee to get in there, and you have to be over eighteen. And uh Ooh. Supersize
4: it. Wow, Sounds like we get something for our money.
0: And then I <laughs> That's super size. <laughs> I'll pretend to be a 21-year-old blonde with big breath. Oh.
6: <laughs> <laughs> that could come so naturally. are so at, okay. at
0: tennybrothers.com, which is one zero e 10 e brothers but it's all together, uh, dot com.
5: Fantastic. Well, we didn't get through all the, the points, so it means that you have to come back, Michelle. I'm sorry. Michelle, you'll
4: come back, though. Any <laughs>
5: time. And, and Kevin will to have
4: to come back. So yeah, we'll try to go the
6: Pacific Standard Time and Eastern Time. And, um, no, but yeah. we've
4: got that worked That's out. That's right. And we'll have to have Kim Amato come back. You got Kim's it. in the That's chat right. room, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Is she? Yes
6: yeah, she is. Oh, my girl. Uh, See? See? We are popular. Yes, we
4: are. Yeah. We're all here in support <gasps> of
0: Michelle because we love <laughs> PC.
4: Yes, yeah, me. but you know, Kevin, it, you know, Michelle needed you, too.
0: Yes. No, no. I you know love, what? I love she, me some she Kevin did she, she did my film and then three more right in a row. She, oh. she, would, have she would have been fine if she hadn't done mine. She oh. was already, I just no, I caught wouldn't. her just before she was about to hit her peak there. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, oh. you know,
4: I will tell you that we appreciate having you call into the show. Seriously. Yes.
5: Yeah. Yes. yes.
3: Kevin, so, I enjoy Thank you
5: so
0: much, Kevin and
5: Michelle. You
4: guys it's are wonderful. So, nice to call
0: somebody that doesn't have my number blocked, you know.
4: Oh, you're funny too. You're funny off screen too. This is just the tip of
6: the iceberg of how funny he actually is. He's oh, awesome.
4: I love it. I totally love it.
6: <laughs>
0: well, I'm, I'm going to hang up and let Michelle have her last moment in the sun here.
3: Thanks, so, Kevin. Like, we'll talk to you again hopefully. And,
0: uh, okay, and bye, bye, right. Michelle. Love you to pieces, sweetie.
6: I love you too, honey. See you later. Bye, bye. Bye. I adore
4: wow. that
6: man. He is so. He's amazing. hilarious. Yeah,
4: he's. Great. All I can say is wow. Yeah, he's great. You guys both.
6: Oh, thank you. I've had a blast. I love, I love doing this. And you girls are awesome. You make it very easy.
4: Oh, okay. See, you complimented oh. us. You'll get on sooner.
5: Yeah, there you go. Cannot gentle. wait for your return. Thank you so much, <laughs> Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. Thanks, Michelle. One, put on thank Michelle you. Thomas website. She's fantastic. Brainhead and the cellar door. Bye, Michelle. See you later. Bye. Oh, she's fantastic.
4: No, that was fun. That was super fun.
5: It was. It was supersized fun.
4: It was supersized Tomlinson fun.
5: Yes, on Tara Women Radio. We supersized it. I'm going to go go resting
4: Tomlinson all day, all night, tomorrow, next day. People are going to be like, what the
5: hell is wrong with
4: you? I'm going to go Tomlinson.
5: Yep, they are not going to forget Tom Winson. <laughs> Anytime soon.
4: Okay, well, let's take our
5: break. Yep, let's go into a little break and when we come back we will have Shannon Overland and the Parawoman World News. Woohoo. I'm gonna go into the UFO song because I'm feeling a little a little weird tonight. So <laughs> here's we're in <and> the D cups <laughs> the UFO song. All right.
2: and down the road, minding my own business, I see like a UFO, land right into a tree, scared the pants off on of me, there was so much to breathe, and the next thing I see is a little green man in front of me. He says, cram bop-a-doodle-ly, jam bop a doodle bop-a-doodle-ly. He says, cram bop a doodle me jam bop-a-doodle-ly, a We moved in him both for about an hour, When out of the clouds. popped another UFO? I uh, wouldn't you know he had to go, but I hear him say as he flew away. A doodley jam, Rambam, doodly, I love he bop a doodley jump, we did grandpa a doodley, grandpa a doodley meet my doodley no, mom, grandpa. For about an hour, when out of the clouds popped another
8: UFO. I wouldn't you know
2: he had to go,
8: but I hear him
2: say as he flew away. Ah, Grandpa doobly jam, I heard he doobly jump, and then Grandpa Doodly trembling bum, a doodly jam. And not a doodly trembling bum, a doodly They're
5: coming to take you away. <laughs> <laughs> Was the D cups, Tiddler and the D cups, actually. Um,
2: what <laughs> oh, I love that.
5: I do too. I sometimes when I play it, I sing it all day long. I'm like, oh, not a doodly jay. Okay, so we do have Shannon Overland on the line, ready for the parallel world woman news. What? I'm no, the parallel world news. Parallel world news. <laughs> That's what I said.
4: Yeah, something like that.
5: I even get it wrong from time to time, so I don't yeah, believe you. Yeah, she it. called me before the show, and she said, or oh, whatever it is. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so what do you got for us tonight, Shannon?
4: Well, I have
5: to admit that it's been pretty quiet on the paranormal front this past week, but I do have a few stories for you guys. Ooh. Um, do you remember a few months ago when I talked about the albino killings in Tanzania? Yes, yes. Okay, well, right now, 11 people are on trial in the neighboring country of Burundi for the murder of two albinos. They allegedly murdered them and then sent the body parts over the border into Tanzania oh. to win oh. <laughs> They were They were expecting to receive the equivalent of 309,000 pounds sterling for those body parts.
4: No they received, way.
5: They never received the money, and they are now on trial, so it sucks to be there. <laughs>
4: oh, man.
5: Wow. So they, How, many al- gonna... How many
4: albinos do you think there are there, though? I don't know. I mean, there's got to be, like, it's, I mean, it's... I've only
5: ever seen one albino, and that was in that Deadly Moore movie. I've never seen an actual albino. Like, yeah, ever. see? I think I've seen one once in real life. But, yeah, they must have a lot of albinoes in Africa.
4: And yeah. now they're importing them. <laughs> oh, that's bad. That's a, some kind of crazy news.
5: Yeah, yeah. So, that could totally be a movie, actually. <laughs> it could. I no, supposed to tell a, uh, Oh, man. On an maybe, Look, maybe. maybe you get on that.
4: We should do, yeah, we should write a movie quick. Yeah, you know who should you know who should direct it? Kevin, Teddy. (laughs) Yep. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Or or Kim. We can get Kim. Kim, you want to do it? Give us give us a chat here. Kim
3: Amato.
4: Yeah, Kim Amato's still online, I think.
5: Oh. I don't know if she is or not. We've got a lot of eight three one area code callers tonight. (laughs)
0: Huh. <laughs>
5: I don't know. I mean, on the chat. Oh no, she she's not in chat anymore. I don't think. So. Oh. Well, her name's online.
4: Oh. Yeah, no? she's there. It said sure. She said sure. Oh. Woo-hoo! Right. We've we've secured Kim. <laughs> now we just gotta write the damn thing. Woo, let's get on it. Yes. <laughs> I feel the power. Oh. And, and oh. she says my brother looks like an albino. <laughs> to be in the movie. He can be in the movie. We've already got our main character lined up. Oh, my
5: God. How weird is that that we've already got an albino? An albino and a director. It I know. And a concept.
4: And a concept. We're, we're most of the way there. We just need the money. Yeah. I think you I'm, I'm watching that. the chat room very closely. She's going to offer the money.
5: Who's going to give out the money now? We need the money. (laughs) Investors, please. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have anything else, Shannon? Because we're running short on time. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay, well, the Virgin Mary has been making her rounds as of late. If you guys remember, Um, I've been doing lots of stories. This time, she has shown up in a laundromat in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas. Employee Janie Guerra says that she prays at work every day, and last Wednesday, after praying, she noticed the image of the Virgin Mary on a dry on a dry cleaning press. And many Catholics have been flocking to the dry cleaner to see the image. Where is it? It's in the Rio Grande Valley in Texas.
4: In the Rio Grande Valley. No, we had another one that. Oh no, wait, that was Jesus.
5: That was, yeah, that was Jesus. Jesus. That was in Texas. Well, no, I and we, I I did see on the TV the dry-cleaning press, Mary. Oh, no way. Uh, or online. Well, we, bought, online. We, we bought a bag of Cheetos yesterday at the grocery store. I told Scott to be on the lookout
4: for some for cheese Cheesus. For Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm not okay, going to laugh. Okay, one last
5: story. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> one last story. The Venetian Casino in Las Vegas is being sued by a Taiwanese man, a Mr. Yan, for bad feng shui, which led him to losing $2 million. He alleges that he was up by $400,000 when he returned to his room to find that the hotel had dug a 40-inch square hole in the wall and covered it with a black cloth. In addition, the casino also put two white towels in front of Yan's suite and turned on two large fans facing his room without notifying him. Yon says that the Chinese only drape black and white cloth if there has been a death in the family and that it's taboo for all people and so much more taboo for gamblers. He wants the casino to cancel his $2 million debt. The casino has promised to refund him only 100000 in cash and an additional 100000 in chips. Oh, wow. Yeah. I love the word taboo.
4: Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Taboo is a great word. hmm
5: It's so taboo. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Shannon, for bringing us uh, Para World News. Did I said it right? Yeah. It's taboo.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Taboo.
5: The taboo.
4: Taboo Tomlinson.
5: Taboo Tomlinson. Oh, that's
4: the name of the character. <laughs> taboo yeah. Tomlinson.
5: That's that albino.
4: <laughs> oh. No, no, no. It'll it'll be it'll be Michelle's character. She'll be like she'll be like the one that breaks the whole thing open or something. Oh it's forming. We're getting it. Okay. Okay. All coming (laughs) together now. (laughs) Bye Bye, Shannon. Love you. Bye guys.
5: (laughs) See you in the chat room. Bye bye. Yep. Mm. Bye bye. Shannon Overland, Carol Woman, World News. Yay. That, you that's said right, it right? Is that how you, say it? That's yeah, how you I
4: say it. I don't know. That's how I said it this time. <laughs> oh, that's
5: too funny. Well,
4: I believe we have Joyce on the line, so let me read a little bit about her. Joyce De Muse was inspired by astrology early in life and has continued her interest through years of study and real life experience, consulting with people with people. Period. Not with <laughs> spirits, not with animals, with people. I need to Put my glasses on. Joyce has gathered ideas and information from many great minds and learned speakers um, on the topic from across the country and the world. She shares her knowledge through consultations, classes, radio, and events. Joyce continues to eliminate the relevancy and wisdom of this ancient and ever evolving discipline. She consults at her professional office in Pacific Grove, California, woohoo, here on the Monterey Peninsula. She is the host of a weekly radio show called This Magic Moment, which is airing on Tuesdays at 7.05 p.m. Pacific Time, which, Amy, I think is 11.05 your time.
5: Is that right? 11? Did you say 7.05? 7.05. So that's what, 10 o'clock Seven, your time? 8, 9, 10. Yep, 10.05. So 10 o'clock,
4: okay, so 10 o'clock Eastern. And she also does your lucky stars forecast on Tuesdays and Fridays. Um, in the morning at 8.05 a.m. Pacific Time, which would be 11.05 (laughs) a.m. Eastern. (laughs) And um, (laughs) that's broadcast on uh, 1240 KNRY People's Radio AM, and that is live streamed. So if any of our listeners want to hear her, that would be www.knry.com. She supplements her astrology studies with interest in spirituality, hypnotherapy, writing, and broadcasting. She has experienced astrology and metaphysics can help to bring clarity and insight into any stage of life. She's also a member of the National Council for Geocosmic Research. And I wanted to add in there that not only does she do events and readings and, and hypnotherapy, but she also, and this was what I found so interesting about her, she does um, healing recordings. So yeah. she record. I know, isn't that cool? She records um, a CD, you know, you can use it during um, chemotherapy or, you know, whatever type of healing treatment that you need. And it just, it reinforces a person's receptivity and, um, and really helps to bring more effectiveness to the treatment. So um, I wanted to be sure to ask her about that.
5: Yeah. Well, we have two area codes, um, that oh. are both three one and uh
4: Is there a six four six?
5: Uh no, there's a six two one. Hmm. So I'm going to just do the You're the guessing one. psychic.
4: You've got a fifty fifty chance. I've
5: got a 50-50 <laughs> chance. So this this is my reasoning here. I'm going to go with the one that's on top first because <laughs> you may have been calling in first and waiting. If not, then we'll just go right down the board. <laughs> Welcome to ParaWoman Radio, Joyce. I'm Amy, and with me I have Beverly. This is Joyce. Hello. hello. Hi, hello. Joyce. Can you hear me? Yes, this is Christina. Joyce? Oh, hi, Christina. How are you? Hi, Welcome yeah. to ParaWoman Radio.
6: Well, hello. I'm actually about 20 minutes from Pacific Grove, so I'm thinking maybe I'm not sure if you've got two area codes that are going
5: to be the same.
4: Yes, um, that's we right. Know. Yes, and actually yes. three, because I'm calling from
5: 831 also. Are <laughs> you? From 831. Oh, wow. Are you, well, it's nice are you
6: calling tonight? I'm, so nice. I'm calling in from Salinas, California. Yay! So are
4: you
5: like in Monterey or PG?
4: or? I, I'm i actually, believe it or not, I'm in Salinas, California right now, too.
5: Oh, my God, Yeah, seriously, seriously. Wow,
6: we're having great weather today. Oh, uh, isn't it fantastic?
4: <laughs> I can't believe they said they're gonna, it's going to rain. I don't believe it at all.
6: I know, and I thought if it did, thunderstorms, because it's been so humid. And I thought, "Hmm, let's see. You know, we're in God's country where we never see anything. It's just blah. It's just the same. I would like like to hear it, see thunder and lightning. It's been since 1999 since I've seen lightning and had, like, a really bad storm. (laughs) Christina, we're going to go
5: ahead and bring on Joyce, who's our guest. uh, Wonderful. I'm looking forward to
6: listening in. Thank you. Thank you.
5: Bye, Christina. Thanks for listening. Okay. I'm positive this is Joyce. <laughs> 375. <laughs> yes. Oh, hello, Joyce. <laughs> Welcome Hi. to Parawoman Radio. <laughs> Hi, hello. Joyce.
4: It's not Mercury retrograde but it may as well be. <laughs> right, right. It's good to hear you. How nice to talk to you. Yeah. Joyce, you are you're one of my very favorite people actually.
1: Oh, you're a sweetheart. Oh
4: my gosh. <laughs> so, um now Joyce. Yeah, you're in Pacific Grove. I am. And um for the our listeners because we have listeners all over the country, I just, you know, I did mention that it's on the Monterey Peninsula, but mm-hmm. Pacific Grove is actually a really special town. Oh, it is. Right on the beach. And um, I think it's also a very metaphysical town, don't you think?
1: Yes, yes. There's a lot of free thinkers here.
4: (laughs) Oh, I like
1: that, free thinkers.
4: (laughs) To to say the least, right? (laughs) Right, right. And, And just to open it up this way, tell us a little bit, about your special fairy experience in this very oh. special town, oh. before we hit into into the astrology, because oh. I just when you told me this, I just was I was blown away.
1: Well, I I saw a fairy, I saw a beautiful blue fairy in a house. It was a a really magical house. It had been a speakeasy during prohibition and it it was it was down in the woods not far from the ocean and lots of thickets of bushes and trees all around the property so it was the perfect environment for a fairy to live but i was in this party they were playing live music and this fairy just floated in through the wall through the room i was in and out through the kitchen and that was it oh. just a quick sighting and I was just astounded, and nobody else apparently saw it. It was uh, my lucky uh, vision to see. But later on, I met someone else whose son had seen a fairy in the same neighborhood. So I think at one time they were here. This was like over 30 years ago. Really? Yeah.
4: Over 30 years ago, so maybe not still there.
1: No, I don't think they're still there. There's more development and, uh, you know, encroachment and toxicity. And it's not the wild and free place it once was.
4: Boy, isn't that the truth.
1: It was more woodsy and, and wild. And they put up the Spanish Bay Resort, and a lot of the wildness is gone.
4: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have to admit, I used to work there (laughs) when it first opened. And, you know, um, I had actually an interesting ghost experience, but we'll talk about that some other time. Oh, (laughs) no. At the end of Spanish Bay when it was brand new. But, um, yeah, no, but you really, you know, I I think that um, living in Pacific Grove, being such a kind of a mystical place, especially with the mystical fog that comes in, it's so yes. perfect for you. And it's
1: also Butterfly Town.
4: And it is Butterfly Town, USA.
1: We Amy. have our, sometimes are swarming butterflies.
4: Mm-hmm. There are millions, millions of monarch butterflies, millions and ah. millions. And sometimes you don't even want to drive because you're afraid you're going to you know, drive Rush through one. them or something. Your crush, right. oh, I know, right. it's right. true.
1: But it's very magical when they're swarming in the trees and you just see thousands, literally thousands of fluttering wings and they float through the air and they're mating,
5: of course. Sounds a little scary, though, at the same time, like, you know, like birds, you know, like that Alfred Hitchcock movie, the birds, you know, and they're getting in your hair and stuff. Well, (laughs) you
4: know, somehow they don't get in your hair. They they have a a way to maneuver, I guess. At least I don't see them like that.
1: They're not interested in humans,
4: yeah, they sort of know? just float around you,
1: and yeah, they're doing their own thing, and they're so tiny and light, you know they're not gonna hurt you even if they were to touch you, which they rarely do, right yeah it's, like it, a it's really of, uh,
4: amy it's 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 one of those um you know like if if you wanted to call a wonder of the world, this would be a wonder of the world, exactly. Mm. It is really. It's an experience. If you you should definitely plan to be here during during um, butterfly season sometime because it is it's very magical. Yeah, and people come
1: from all around the world to see. They that. do. Yeah. And
4: and the monarchs. I mean, because they're brilliant orange and black. I mean, they're just. You just feel like you're in a different world somehow, and and that I I think that the fairy energy is very strong that way. Right. Right. You know, that's in, probably in,
1: a good. A good uh, cross-reference.
4: <laughs> well, um, so Joyce, now let's yeah. talk about astrology.
3: Yeah. Can,
4: can you tell us, um, you know, how how is it that astrology can kind of help us in our daily lives uh, to really, you know, enhance our lives?
1: It's so helpful. It's just so helpful to me. I just love it. And, you know, every chart will have different influences at any given time. I mean, we share influences that the daily transits of the moon affect all of us because it's kind of affecting the vibe of the day. And if you're tuned in to the aspects the moon's making, you, it can kind of help guide your day-to-day activities. Um, but in a, in a general overall way of looking at it, we, we have transiting planets in the sky all the time, and at any given time they may be hitting our natal chart which affects, you know, our learning process and it can help pinpoint what we're going through. And there's trends. I've been noticing a trend lately that there's new relationships forming. I think that's kind of neat and exciting.
4: You mean like relationships between people or between? Between
1: men and women, romantic kinds of relationships. So I think there's better times for that, for people coming together, and other times that are maybe more stressful. We're definitely in a stressful financial cycle that's affecting everybody, and we can look to astrology to get clues about why and what's coming up and what that all means. So um, it's really looking at cycles, big cycles, the momentous cycles that affect everybody on Earth, And then smaller cycles that maybe are affecting one person more strongly than most. Like I'm having a Saturn transit right now. So I'm really feeling the effects of the transiting Saturn planet. Whereas last year I was feeling more Jupiter and Neptune. So it's, you know, year to year there's different influences on you and you can kind of use them to your benefit. Like if it's an ambitious, hardworking, goal-oriented planet like Saturn, you know, you can be working with those energies. Uh, Jupiter last year was more, oh, it was more blissful and inspiring and spiritual and, you know, just other other kinds of energies. So it was more of a reflective internal time for me. So it's it's fun to work with the energies of the years and when somebody comes to me I have no idea what might unfold from looking at their chart there might be a really significant transit or a progression progress planets have a powerful effect on our natal charts as well so there's different ways of looking at the chart there's so many different forms of astrology there's not just one form but there's certain things to look at. There's uh, the three pillars of the annual reading. Like it's good to get a reading every year just to see what's going on with
4: Saturn, what's going so on with the moon. Because there's a pattern, right?
1: Um, there's cycles. Or cycles. I'd, I'd say, yeah, oh, cycles. that's a
4: good way of putting it, actually. Yeah, cycles. Yeah. So is Saturn, um, well, okay, let me put it another way. Is there a planet that has an eight-year cycle? That you're aware of
1: an eight-year cycle you know i'm not there's a okay so it's not something cycle. that jumps out at you <laughs>
4: there's
1: a seven and a quarter year cycle the saturn cycle is oh every seven and a quarter years
5: i mean why did you ask about the eight-year cycle just out of curiosity okay well,
4: I've been going through a little bit of an emotional thing this week because there are wild kittens and wild cats in my backyard. Mm. And so I don't believe in killing animals, and mm. so I'm trapping them, slow but sure. Good and for you. thank you. And I just realized that um tomorrow will be exactly 8 years since I trapped my my feral indoor cat and made wow. her part of my family. And I thought, wow, I mean, this is almost exactly eight years. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. And I just had this realization yesterday. So I thought, you know, I want to be sure to remember to ask Joyce if there is a planet or if there's, you know, I don't know how that works. So I don't know if, you know, do things transition or pose each other or whatever, like in in that kind of a cycle. But maybe it is like a Saturn type thing.
1: Well, it is because I'm looking at your chart that I have in front of me. Oh, <laughs> you're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> and Saturn is is on you. So seven and a half years ago, it was squaring the point it's transiting now. So <sighs> even though it was eight years, these can sometimes happen early, happen on time. They can come in a little late. So if it was, and of course, kittens are born in the spring. Yeah. You know,
4: so. And you know what, you're right, because these kittens are probably, well, the first set of kittens were probably eight weeks old. Uh Uh-huh. So if we go back, that's two months ago. And then maybe when they were conceived, that was, I don't know how long the gestation is or whatever. Right. But, you know, yeah, I mean, it starts to get closer and closer to that seven and a quarter, seven and a half. I don't well, that's, know. that
1: shows great compassion that you can rescue these feral cats oh. or even just neuter them so they don't reproduce.
4: Right. I but I guess in my cat. mind I'm like, oh, should I be looking eight years in the future? <laughs> and preparing for this inevitability. <laughs> well, you
1: could. You could. You know, you could be prepared or just, you know, see if it happens again in eight years because you will be just doing another Saturn square in eight years. Oh, so, it's, uh, it's
4: gut-wrenching for me. This is oh, something that is because ripping babies from their mothers and, you know, um, and and when you feed cats and things, I mean, you become attached regardless of how attached, you know. Yeah, and then it's a little bit of the mother energy trying to take care of you know, poor helpless things and whatnot. So, And you're such a soft-hearted, well,
1: so, passionate person. Oh, you
5: just feel so much for
4: me. Yeah, things. I can feel too much, actually. I'm yeah. at
5: anyone, anyone that has a heart in it. Yeah, does yeah it but,
4: but what <laughs> happens to me, Amy, is that I can, I, I don't want to say that I get paralyzed by it, but, you know, it, I wrote a blog this week saying I can handle the hardest, toughest things I can handle the worst possible scenarios, but you put me with with this kind of situation, and I'm an emotional wreck and fall apart.
5: Well, I was dealing with the same thing last spring, and I'm just so grateful. I, you know, I was almost dreading spring because I'm like, oh, the kittens are coming, but yeah. there's no kittens this year, and I'm like, where are the
1: because kittens? Because you took
4: because you took care of the the ferals. Um, yeah.
5: yeah.
4: No, Let's it's see. huge.
1: You have to look at the bigger picture. You know, you may be ripping those babies from their mamas, but you're making it so there won't be more kittens in the future and more pain and suffering. Oh, no, you're right. It's just one of those things
4: things where, you know, it's like so hard. Like it's, it's one of those things where, you know, if you put me in a situation where I'm managing 200 people trying to get everybody to do the same thing, it's not nearly as hard as... Take the right. trap outside and walk right. away. You right. Know? Right. <laughs> to me that is hard. Well and so I, I
1: had I had a, I, I fostered two litters of kittens. Oh and I was in such pain until they got adopted. Yeah. That I
4: just couldn't do it again. Yeah. So you know, no, I I'm not So connected. now I, I yeah. donate
1: readings and for fundraisers oh. and things like
4: that. But do you I participate can't. with the animal rescue friends rescue. Pro, program, is that how you say it? Animal Friends Rescue Project. Program?
1: Project.
4: Project, thank you. Project. I love them.
1: They're fabulous. I
4: love them. I And actually, I have another cat. He was a rescue cat.
1: Uh-huh, from
4: And them. his foster mom, that's what they call him,
3: yeah. Um,
4: could not control him, and he kept sneaking out. And you know, he kept sneaking out to come see me. Oh,
3: yeah,
4: and I was the only, I'm still the only person who can pick him up. So he oh. came along with me. So uh-huh. I have a very special place in my heart for this for this organization,
1: yeah,
4: and I'm actually, you know, I think that, that for me in this situation, and then I don't want to talk about it anymore before I cry here, but um, is the mother cats. Yeah. I want to get them fixed, but I really cannot release them back to this neighborhood because yeah. they will get picked up and euthanized, and I because I don't mm-hmm. believe in that, I really need to find a good place for them to be, you know, and the two mother cats are uh, mother-daughter, uh-huh. so to be together would be best for them. Yes. So that's the energy I'm putting out to the universe because yeah. I need help with that. But um, Maybe
1: somebody listening has a yeah. situation.
4: That would be really great, great because, yeah. you know, I, even like a, they'd be great barn cats or, yeah. um, you know, they love to sleep on my side porch and, and mm-hmm. they do come, they talk to me. They, oh. they want to be my friend, but they are just wild cats and they're never going to let me pick them up. Mm-hmm. And I'm just not in a position where I can care for them because I have... Two indoor cats and an outdoor cat, that's and right. one of them has kidney disease. That I'm dealing with and whatnot. Oh, so, wow. I mean, it's just it's a little bit overwhelming. Yeah. Or I would do it myself. Well, so there's do it for them. Maybe yeah. Craigslist too. Put That's what I've in been Craigslist. doing. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what I did. So. Good. But um, so so what so what are the main influences on us now?
1: Oh, we're having such an incredible aspect right now. We're in a magical, magical time. The planet Jupiter, the planet Neptune, and the small planetary body Chiron are all in the same degree of the zodiac, and this is such a rare occurrence. It's such a rare occurrence, and Jupiter is the lucky planet, the planet of opportunity and expansion, and it's joined with Neptune, which is the very spiritual planet, the idealistic planet. And um, together, it's an opportunity to grow spiritually, to be inspired. And then you throw Chiron into the mix, which Chiron is a bit of a mystery. It's kind of a new celestial body that we've been looking at just for a short number of years. But it has to do with healing. So this is an opportunity for spiritual healing that we're in right now. And it's in the sign of Aquarius which is a sign of brotherhood and community and shared ideals. So we're at a great um, awakening time of Aquarian values. So there's tremendous opportunity uh, right now for uh, people to have breakthroughs. Sometimes it's coming from painful experiences, even what you were just describing with the cats. It's like things that cause us pain are forcing us to get more spiritual and more expansive in our thinking, and as ultimately uplifting. But sometimes pain is the trigger.
4: Yeah. Well, no. A lot of I,
1: people are going through painful experiences right now, or maybe uh, pain from their past being lit up again.
4: I, I think it's important for people to to accept their pain and to um, to use it as a motivation, maybe. Right. You know, it, it kind of reminds me. Oh, don't hate me, you guys, for saying this. But if you remember in one of the Star Trek movies, you know, Captain Kirk says, "I need my pain," because he <laughs> used that as his motivator. It was the thing that kept him pushing forward. Uh huh. You know, and I like to think of that too. Uh-huh. In fact, I I believe that that when you experience pain, that's when you have to be ready for the joy. Yeah. I think right. that
5: when you when you experience pain, that's when you're actually somewhat out of balance. Because if you're going with the flow and you you know down river, that's that's when you know you're out of balance, and you that's when it gives you an opportunity to check your emotional status and reach for the next best feeling and bring yourself back into balance. That's so true, but you it's need a, to have a signal dance. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a signal. It's yeah. like something warning, danger.
4: danger. What is that? Why? Danger will Robinson. Danger will Robinson.
3: Uh, yes, yes, I'm a little psych
1: But both, you know, both those things are true. It's a great impetus for growth, and it's better when we're not in pain. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know. I think finding the way out of it is, is the trick and the solution. And recognizing, you know, it's not an entirely pleasant universe. You know, it's it's definitely a mixture of, of difficult things and blissful things. Right. And appreciating even the small things, the, the little things in nature that kind of feed us and nurture our spirits. So I, th- I think astrology is a part of nature. I think it describes the cycles of nature. And uh, it's a
4: part of the, the greater whole. So if it's part of the greater whole, uh-huh. I don't want to sound like I'm adversarial because I'm, I'm not trying to be, then how can there be different types of astrology? Like I'm just not sure how that works.
1: Well, it's like there's different types of medicine. You oh, know, there's that's a good analogy, for actually. Disease. There's preventative medicine. You know, in astrology, there's, um, you know, looking at the natal chart, the birth chart, what you came in with, and the transits, what's going on right now. Or you can use astrology. I'm helping a woman right now pick a marriage date. You know, what's the best day to get married? Or that's called electional astrology. Then there's mundane astrology like that plane that blew up over the ocean. That would be, let's do a a chart of that and see what was going on at that moment.
4: So that would be like when they say, oh, the date that the Declaration of Independence was signed, signals, uh, I think they call it the birthday of the nation.
1: Sure. Or
4: or, um, maybe like, um, I don't know, like JFK's birthday, you know, can they see, you know, if there were any indicators that he would be assassinated, something like oh, yes. that?
1: Oh, yes. Charts like that are studied very much. And what was going on when he was assassinated? Oh. What was his progressions? What was his transits? You know, what was set off? I mean, there was that, um, what's her name, Buto, the head of? Oh, yeah. When she was assassinated, there was amazing aspects going on in her chart. It oh, was really? Unbelievable.
4: She was from, it was Pakistan, right? I think Was so. it Pakistan, or was her, it um
1: Iran? I'm not sure.
4: No, she wasn't in Iran, but, um, I, oh, I want to say it's Pakistan, but okay. I, I can't remember for sure now. Uh, but I remember very clearly when that happened. There was yeah. so much going on in her life, and there was so much, like, It was like everybody around her had a lot of things going on, too. Right. And I remember she was in our media a lot, and that, you know, that that the things that she said were so huge.
1: She was an amazing, courageous being who really put her life on the line, and it was taken from her.
4: Yeah, in a big explosion, in a big, big way.
1: Right, right. Wow. And even the, the day that Barack Obama was elected was an incredible day. It was the the first time the planets Saturn and Uranus opposed each other for the last 42, 43 years, which is kind of a revolution in the status quo. So, And that's continuing to go on, that aspect. For the next couple of years, Saturn and Uranus are opposing each other a number of times in a couple of different signs, and that's very revolutionary. Saturn represents the status quo, the way things have been, Uranus represents a revolution and a change. So Uranus is saying, change the old ways. And Saturn's resisting and saying, no, no, hold on to the old ways. So there's this back and forth energy between what was and what's coming. Hmm. And in the next few years, that opposition is going to join with the planet Pluto in creating a, a major square in the planets. Uh, in in the very important zero degrees of the cardinal signs. We just saw Pluto move through the zero degree of Capricorn, and the economy collapsed. Now Uranus is going to move to the zero degrees of Aries and create more revolution, and then Saturn will move to zero Libra, so there will be this incredible dynamic in the sky, and you know we can continue to see great changes in our lives here on earth
4: so so do you see an indication of when the economy might you know kind of charge up a little or
1: well you know we're we're in a good a little uh good spot right now and it's helping with this jupiter neptune conjunction which is on the moon of the u.s.a's chart so that's saying americans are feeling more hopeful and more inspired And there might be a little delusion in that because it's Neptune. And, you know, there's a lot of healing that's having to go on and take place. So the economy is still definitely in a difficult place, but we have hope. And that's really important.
4: Well, I think that's something that be said about Americans. We have hope. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, okay, so now let's bring it down into in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Or maybe in the next month. Is okay. there anything that really jumps out at you, Joyce, that says, this This really indicates strongly blah, blah, blah?
1: Well, you know, we just had retrograde mercury for three and, and a half know.
4: weeks.
5: I know. The longest <laughs> ever.
1: Oh. <laughs> no, it's always about that long.
5: No, but it felt like it, right, yeah, Amy? Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I didn't think this one was going to end. It like, didn't feel week, it. The week of the beginning of it we was, like, giving me a pop talk. She's like, it's only about two and a half more weeks.
4: Amy. I like, know. Oh! It was so bad. It was so bad. Like, poor Amy. She got it, like, the day it happened. And it mm-hmm. just, hung on and hung on. And I kept thinking, wow, you know, maybe I'll actually escape. <laughs> and then as hers starts to improve, then mine starts to go. And I'm like, right. dang. I... I I'm at the end. That's worse than in the beginning because there's no hope until the end. <laughs> <laughs> but then it so, gone. So, it
1: leaves. It leaves. Yeah, exactly.
4: So, yeah. you know, you're right. That, that was kind of a big thing happening. Is there anything like that that's kind of big? No.
1: In fact, June is a lot more forward-moving and smooth sailing than May Oh, was. hooray. Yes, yes, definitely. And we have this incredible, inspiring aspect between Jupiter and Neptune that I think can, I mean, history is happening around us, you know, if we keep our eyes and ears open, we'll look back on this period of time as very significant as far as our values and our goals and, you know, where we're headed and what can we make out of this crumbling old empire, you know, what's new being born? Well, I do
4: notice that a lot of people that I talk to, and I, I do. I talk to a lot in the email correspondence a lot. Good. And people, yeah, and people um, uh, are saying to me, you know, I'm changing careers. I'm moving house. I'm um, I'm going back to school. I mean, there are people on a very personal, local level are changing their lives. And even I have done this, and, and I don't know, I can't remember if I emailed you this, but um, Two days after the reading I had with you in person, which she's fantastic, everyone. Um, um, I quit my office. Okay. And yeah, no, I I quit the office because it was one of those lifestyle uh-huh. changes I had to make. We had talked about and, and uh-huh. things that I had to have faith that it just would. I just had to do what I have to do, and so um, so that's the kind of thing like these big scary things that are huge. It's almost like 180-degree shift from where we were. So I, I am. I'm seeing a lot of that where it's like I think on a personal level, people are feeling this is a historical time in my life. I need to yeah. I need to decide I'm not going to stay in this career forever or whatever it is, you know, right. or relationship or, I mean, I don't know what, you know. And right. and when people are forced into layoffs, of course, that's a huge change too.
3: Yeah. So,
4: you know, um, does that – is that like um for the month, or is that energy hanging well, on for the year
1: well we're we're at the very beginning of a new era when Pluto changed signs the end of o eight it was the end of an old era, and we're at the cusp of a new era, so there are big movements of change, you know how people work and how we deal with money and how we shop and how we eat and how we use energy and the whole kit and caboodle, it's a whole new ball game now. So people's lives have to adjust. Right. It's a new paradigm. It's a new reality that we're in now. And it hasn't stopped changing yet. We're not going to go back to the old world. That world is over. We're moving forward into the new world that we don't know what it's going to look like. And that's exciting. You know, if we can... Keep the fear at bay. It's just challenging and exciting, and we're going to make it. You know, we're not going to fall off the planet. We'll continue to live and to eat. We may not have the fanciest clothes like we used to have, (laughs) or cars or, you know, electronics, but we'll have enough. We'll have enough.
4: So do you think that... um that there's a trend. Okay, this is another trend I am actually noticing. So, you don't have to answer that because I think it is a trend. Um that people are becoming more um like self-sufficient because there's a big, you know, push now for buy local, yeah. um, grow your own fruits and vegetables and things like that. Do you do you see that astrologically? Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's part of this new
1: era. Era is more of a grassroots, seed on the ground practical. We don't need to ship our food thousands of miles. We need to eat food that's grown nearby, save fuel, you know, stop using all the, I mean, we just have to get back to basics, which is efficiency and learning to feed ourselves and feed our, our families and our neighbors. I mean, we're getting back to basics. It's, it's, You know, we're going back to the old values, which are becoming the new values.
4: (laughs) Which is good. I mean, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Well, I'm going to ask you now. Actually, Uh I'm going to ask Amy. Amy, what is your birthday?
5: My birthday? Yeah. Uh, November 6th.
4: November 6th. Do we see anything coming up that's special for Amy? Well, what year? (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Oh oops. Beverly, why Aww.
1: do you do this to me? No. Well, okay. You don't, have,
4: you you don't, don't have.
1: have to. You don't have to. But I can look just at November sixth. That happens to be my husband's birthday.
4: No way.
1: Way. No
5: way. Why? How funny! Isn't that funny? So it's I can tell a- you, Joyce. I am. I have like. I'm Scorpio with many planets in Scorpio. I think I have, like, three or four planets in Scorpio.
1: Oh, lucky you. (laughs) Uh,
5: That's why we get married in water. water. Yeah. I mean,
1: Scorpio is the sign of intensity. Uh, It's such a powerful sign. But it's, you know, often maligned and misunderstood because it's so intense. It blows people out of the water. So what's going on as far as aspects to that 12th degree of Scorpio? Let's see. And I'm sure you're a very young woman.
5: You don't know. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes, I'm just, you know, in my 20s, whatever. Oh, my god. <laughs> just out of the eggshell. Yes, I'm just, you know, turning 28 again, whatever.
1: So the planet Saturn is making a relationship to your sun, and Saturn is the principle of hard work and focus and patience, and it's in a supportive position to your sun. It may be holding you back a little bit because Saturn, things come slow. Saturn makes you pay your dues. So when Saturn is aspecting you, you know, the coins aren't flowing wildly, It's more like, you know, here's a dime here, and here's a 50-cent piece here, or, you know, other things, but not necessarily money. But um, Saturn um, encourages slow, steady work. Do what's in front of you to do. Take care of the basics. Let the big things take care of themselves. You don't have to worry about the big, big things right now, and this is just for your sun sign, but um, Saturn is is saying you will be rewarded in time. So what else is aspecting you? Does Saturn move along? Saturn is slow, but it does leave the sign the end of October. Oh, good gosh. <laughs> At least she didn't say
4: six months. <laughs> oh, I know, right? But isn't that like six months? not <laughs> like six months. That's the reason why I say that is because person. every time she talks to a psychic or anybody uh-huh. and she asks, you know, well, when am I going to get a big role or whatever, da da da, you know, they say, oh, I see it happening in six months. And then, oh. like, her normal answer. I cannot tell you how many. There are tens of. Tens and tens of of guests that have said that to her. Oh, wow. So the fact that you said October is a little bit better. Well, that's only four (laughs) months.
1: months. That's four months, right? June, (laughs) July, August, September, then it's October. So four months, (laughs) you know, things will probably pick up.
4: You need to get closer to your birthday energy.
1: Oh, that's Uh. always good. On your birthday, you get a new chart of the new year for you. The solar return chart shifts everything around. So every year on your birthday, you get to start over.
4: So oh, that's good! Really, really good. That's and what I like birthdays.
1: Fall is probably your best time of year. You know, you you're are.
4: Planning. You're such a fall person. You're like an autumn person. Don't you think Me? so?
5: Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely. That's when I flourish is in the fall. Yeah, you're so, like a
4: Halloween girl. The...
5: Do you no, know I what you,
1: Amy, do you know your Chinese sign? Dog. Oh good. Oh,
5: you're a dog.
1: A dog. Oh good. Look. <laughs> I've been running into a lot of dogs lately. It's a great sign. You guys are really you know, just the most loyal and um patient and good friend. You're like the aquarians of the uh Chinese zodiac. Oh. So dog's a really good sign, but you know, you do you know, you're not a flamboyant show off. You're more humble than that. So maybe it makes it hard to be in the performing field when you're not a big egotist.
5: So we need to develop your ego. Amy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I being a Scorpio though, I think it kind of balances out because my ego can flare up being a Scorpio, but uh-huh. maybe the dog keeps it in check because I can get an ego.
1: Oh well, you need one to perform.
5: Yeah, <laughs> but you know what, Amy? Like in a way, you're like
4: a hardworking performer. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to like the person who, who just needs to, you know, oh, everybody has to fawn all over you all the time, or you don't feel happy in your life. You know, you're more like, yeah, man, I want to do, I want to do the best job I can. I want to work at this. I want to do it. I want to learn something. I want to practice. I mean, you're that kind of person.
3: I always feel a little
1: first.
5: uncomfortable.
1: Oh, go ahead. Scorpios are really good at achieving their goals, even if it takes forever. Scorpios <laughs> really hang in there for the long haul. So that's why they're often very, very successful. So I'm sure, you know, it's hard being a Scorpio, though, too, because your intuition kind of cuts through the bullshit pretty clearly. So your intuition is your greatest guide.
3: Ooh. You know, if you
1: know... What your inner voice is telling you where to go, who to call, what to do, you can trust that inner voice. Your instinct should be razor sharp. Hmm. So that the Scorpios have a gift. They have the gift of intuition.
5: Yeah, so it's I your can BS a mile away. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, and sometimes that's hard in the world, you know, to be, a, you know, be able to, you know, detect BS so quickly. And you know, wonder why everybody else isn't picking up on it. Well, that's well, why we the, the that, guessing psychic.
5: But not only that, but when you you know you detect the BS, you call them on the BS, and nobody right. You do that, and it's like, why right. don't you know? Like, just say it. <laughs> right.
4: No, people uh, don't like to be called on their
1: BS.
5: <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> but you
4: know what? But I, you know, you've been pretty tactful about it. Amy. Oh, that's I'm
5: getting better about it.
4: Before oh, I used good. to be like, hey, oh, really? <laughs> blah blah blah, blah, blah. Oh, like and then me. I'm like, Whoops. That's like <laughs> me like I as an Aries, like I'm I'm a double Aries. So, you know, if you if you know the expression, you know, open mouth insert foot. That that's me, you know, like the queen of um oh yeah. Well, you're wrong because blah, blah. Oh yeah, that's right. You're my boss, and you can fire me. <laughs> right, right. Oh, <laughs> I had right. that experience quite a few times before I got the clue. You know, yeah.
1: well, Beverly, you have Scorpio rising.
4: I do. That's why I love Amy. Yeah, we get along so well. Yeah, are
1: a great team. Yeah. Yay. And that's, that's why
4: she, That's why you know she can put up with me. <laughs>
1: and it's probably your interest in the paranormal, because Scorpio likes to delve beneath the surface.
4: Oh what, yeah what 's
1: going on beneath the surface appearance of things
4: yeah, absolutely well and and you know it's funny because when when people when you, whenever you read something about paranormal people, people in the field, they almost always will say, "Since childhood or since I was four years old or since I was six years old, and it, so, so you know it's something that 's a very deep thing. With them, you rarely hear somebody say, "Oh, I'm 46 years old, and I finally just decided to get an interest in ghosts." <laughs>
3: Do you know what I mean?
4: Right. Or you don't hear somebody say, "Well, I'm 35, and I I just discovered I'm a psychic." You know, you don't really hear uh-huh. that. But but in people in and and in, in metaphysical world too, you know, it it usually is something that like you feel like you're born with it.
1: True, although it can show up later in life. I have a a father-in-law who didn't believe in UFOs or anything paranormal. And then he went camping up in Lassen County, and he spent all night watching these UFOs in the sky. And he came back. He must have been 60. He came back, and he knew that there were UFOs. Oh. He totally
4: changed in that one night. See, now UFOs, we've had this discussion, Amy and I, before, Uh I think, like it's it's hard for me because I don't really put UFOs into the paranormal. You don't? But most people do. Yeah. I no, I don't. Do you know why? Because what? because I feel like if there are UFOs, if there are aliens, then it's not a paranormal happening. It's a real happening. It's 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 a physical thing that's hidden from us. It's a conspiracy.
3: <laughs> and and
4: conspiracy is different than paranormal. Paranormal is something that is you know, it's it's hard to define da, da da with if there are ufos they're science do you see what i mean like to me it's far more concrete i see it as a separate it's a it's like an issue, it's like a social issue uh-huh. compared to a metaphysical issue or something like that it sounds like semantics well i mean maybe it is and maybe that's why i, I you know i maybe that's why everybody else in the world agrees and i don't but well me,
1: paranormal
4: is beyond the normal but, but you know, I just don't know that that is beyond the normal. I, I have a suspicion it's absolutely normal and it's just being hidden from us. Well, so are other things that we consider paranormal, like um, ghosts
1: and psychic abilities.
4: But I don't think that's
1: hidden from us. Well, but it's not explained. It's not understood. And maybe someday it will be. Like they didn't used to understand electricity. Right. You know they do, you know maybe someday they'll understand why the planets influence us, but they don't understand maybe. it now maybe that i mean that's
5: that's
4: it's a hugely fascinating concept
5: though
4: that is it's a hugely con- it's a hugely fascinating concept i'm just not i i maybe it's just a personal issue with me then because I see like i feel very personally um Situation with ghosts, of course, because I've seen ghosts and, uh-huh. and spirits, and I've and I've had contact with with them, and I believe in psychic ability, and I I practice tarot, and I mean, and and all of these things, and um, and for me, those are very personal, and like Bigfoot, like I've had this just immense interest in Bigfoot for so long in my life, and yet with the UFOs, it's like. It's it's like I don't know. It's just different mm-hmm. in my mind. It's just different. I don't know. Okay, that's just me. Well, for me, I would rather not
1: see one. So oh, me not too. Yeah, that. it's like it's like in a way, it's like
4: the conspiracy that I'm okay with right now. Yeah, <laughs> <You know? yeah. laughs> I'm happy not
1: to see them. Thank you. Yeah, you know.
4: But, I mean, I don't know. Like the, it, when it comes to conspiracy, here maybe this maybe this is what why I feel this way with conspiracy. You know, I grew up with the idea that, okay, the Russians are trying to, to get uh-huh. us and there's going to be a nuclear annihilation and blah, 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 right? right. Okay? I grew uh-huh. up with that and actually I remember, you know, I'd be sound asleep and the sun would rise and peek through my window and I would wake up screaming because I thought that was it. That's the uh-huh. end, you know? Oh, <laughs> just occasionally, you know, when you're just in the right frame of mind or whatever. Okay. Mm-hmm. But, but things changed. And yet they really didn't change, did they? No you know and and you know, um, we were terrified of Big Brother, and we were like convinced that you know we had to fight against it, and yet now we have Big brother, so it's like conspiracies are things that can that are real that they that people are trying to hide the truth and the realness and the solid concept of it they're they're doing it for ulterior motives, they're doing it against the people, whereas I don't think that anyone is hiding ghosts against the people, or I don't think that that knowledge is hidden from us mm-hmm. by the government or by right. people. You know what I'm saying
3: right
4: like i I guess maybe that's why I feel they're different, and then I don't wanna flog a dead horse either on it, but right. that's kind of where I'm coming from,
1: uh-huh, I understand that.
4: Uh, I killed the subject. It, makes, it makes perfectly clear, you know, you know,
1: conspiracies and all that have been around since the Catholic Church, you know.
4: You, oh, before that? Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I mean, the Catholic Church did not con- invent conspiracies. No. no. I was just reading about Sumer and um, you know Sumerian um, uh-huh. uh, culture and civilization, and they were the first to invent the wheel and beer. Maybe they were the first to invent conspiracy, too.
1: Right. Well, you know, where, where, I mean... Where wherever there's people, there's uh, right, politics.
4: Right. It's, it's just fascinating to me. But anyway... And
1: wh- wherever there's people, there's the shadow side of people.
4: That's true. You know, the
1: dark side that can come out at any time in any of us.
4: Exactly. And, you know, really, is that's something that I think in our lives we do need to um, understand, Mm-hmm. And and accept and say, you know, we do have that dark side. Yeah. You know? Luke better? Luke does he is your father. I am your father, <laughs> yes. Luke. You know, it's <laughs> like you know, if if you learn to accept that, um, you know, and and then you can then you're working with that energy to make it better as opposed to working against it and making things worse. Right. So
5: Well um, we are are coming up on the, the hour and Joyce if you uh-huh. have do you have a website online where our listeners can visit you? I do.
1: I do. My website is pacificastrology.com. dot com. And if you go there you can sign up for my twice weekly newsletter where I do a synopsis of the coming few days, like Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday, then Friday morning tomorrow I'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And I me I email that out. So I love today, it. If anyone would like to receive it, they can just go to pacificastrology.com and there's a little box to sign up for the newsletter. It's called Your Lucky Stars Forecast. I, I
4: love it. I do. When okay. you send it to Beverly. me, it, uh-huh. it was what helped me get through the Mercury retrograde. Oh, good. It okay. was.
1: <laughs> because I was like, oh, good,
4: I get this one hour of reprieve. <laughs> <You know? laughs> <laughs> it's it, it's really interesting and, and um actually very specific, and I I do send it out to people. I hope that's all right with you. Oh, please, I, please.
1: It,
4: it's really helped a lot of people, I think, that were struggling um, during that time. So yeah, yeah. Um, I encourage everybody to sign up for it. Yeah,
5: well, account. I hope everyone joins Joyce over there and signs up. Thank you so yes. much, Joyce joining Thank you. Us is a delight. Thank you, Joyce. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay, have a great day. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye Joyce. Okay, that was Joyce Day News. Um, head over to her site, Pacific Astrology, and sign up for that newsletter.
4: You know, we had another great show, Amy.
5: We did.
4: Yeah, and I cannot believe that we have a script in mind. Uh-huh.
5: <laughs> um, so, we'll see you next week. Same time, same back channel. Woohoo! Sounds good. Okay, bye everyone. Bye Let's everybody, have a great para week. Women Radio. Bye Amy. Bye.
4: You've been listening to Para Women Radio. So, for Amy Williamson, Shannon Overland and Beverly Van Pelt. Join us next week as we talk to more extraordinary women in paranoia.